The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to Loving That Sports Talk with your host, James Loving. If you're looking for a fast-paced show that covers football and so much more, this is the place to be. Now, here's your host, formerly of the Philadelphia Eagles, James Loving. This is James Loving, your host for Loving That Sports Talk. And like I say, every week we have a great show, great guests. Uh, my guest today is a young gentleman, um... Real name Girl Family goes by Chef. Uh, the reason why I go by that is because one, he's a marvelous chef. Does great things in the kitchen and outside the kitchen with catering and food. So, good morning, Chef. How are you today? I'm doing great. Well, go ahead and tell the listeners where you're located right now. <clears throat> okay, uh, we're we're doing an NFL championship um, showing at the Renderas. Bar, that's 100 North San Francisco Street, Flagstaff, Arizona. I'm Chef Daryl Sanders, so I'll be doing uh, a unique four dishes. Barbecue chicken, I know what you're thinking, but mine's is different. Macaroni and cheese, which is done in an exquisite gourmet way. Uh, And um, a guave cornbread and some pickled grapes. That's going to be Sunday, and it's going, the first game starts at one o'clock. It'll probably go. We'll probably do it up until around five thirty. But come on through and experience some great southern food done by Chef Daryl Sanders. Yeah, you ain't tell where you at. Oh, it's in Flagstaff. Flagstaff, Arizona. You let know. Yeah, Flagstaff, Arizona. At, at at the Monte Vista Hotel is the uh, bar and coffee shop. In there is called Endeavors, and I'll be at the uh, um, second floor of the Molly V Hotel. Chef, I got a couple of questions for you. Okay. Uh, since you're going to be there, so um, I guess RG3 will be there too because he's not in the playoff. RG3 is definitely coming because he needs the protein <laughs> to uh, get Rev back up for next season. Uh, <laughs> you tried to escape that that joke I was putting on you, but let's talk about it. Why does RG three keep running his mouth, Chef? Let everybody know you from Washington. Why is a young gentleman like that can have everything? You know, all you gotta do is shut his mouth. Explain that to me. Well, I mean, once you enter DC, you know there's a type of hype in DC that Chocolate City has, and. It, it 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 causes that effect in athletes to come to D.C. to play football, basketball, hockey. But, however, uh, I mean, RG3s was more uh, different than the other athletes here in Washington, D.C. And, however, 
uh, sometime uh, you get caught up in the hype, and I guess he got caught up in the hype. Um, so I think he learned this lesson, and he, you know he'll be more productive on the field than 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 on anything else. Facebook, uh, chatting here, chatting there. Uh, he know he got to be more productive, big time on the field. Well, I mean, how would that look for the young kids today? You know, they see a young gentleman like that makes it and it can be all in the world, and they look up to him, and then you see him running his mouth. And, you know, I mean, what, what what can I say for the young kids, to, you know? Well, to say to the young kids, be quick to listen and so to speak. That's why you got two ears and one mouth. You want to hear more, understand more, than you talk more. And it's just, just a lesson learned because sometimes athletes, uh, uh, they get they they get this notion on this thing in their life that that they superheroes or this or that, and that's what media and the world can do to talent, you know. So I'm quite sure he learned his lesson with this year, because obviously there was a lesson to, lesson to learn. There was more talk and there was no action, no production. Three games, we only won. It, it was a big mess. So obviously, life is saying, chill out and do it the right way. Yeah, but if you look at it that way, you know, um, you see all, like you say, one's lesson, but they blame the coach for his thing antics, you know. Isn't that fair? They blame the coach? Yeah, they fired Shanahan for RG3. Yeah. Bad performance. Well, it was. Uh, a collective chaotic mess between the owner, the coach, and the, the quarterback. And so they have to learn uh, principle-wise that you just don't come out the gate with that with that type of friendship. However, you can see that that was a problem with the Redskins for the last 10, 15 years when they bring it in high-profile players and all that. It never worked out because the thing is, let the player do their job, let the owner do his job, and and stop mixing it personally right at the start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, a lot of now nowadays you see a lot of, like coaches say, you know, all I can do is give you what to do. You got to go out there and play, you know, so. You know, but a lot of coaches get blamed and fired because these players, you know, not playing hard for them. They all laying down. What you got to say what what Mike Shanahan said not this past season, but the season the successful season RG three when he first came that he said that after we were three and six that he needs to evaluate talent for next year. And RG three said, "Wait a minute, the season is not over with yet." And Shanahan did say that. So. I mean, and, and yes, it was costly and taxing on our players, especially RG3, but point made and point proved. When these high-profile coaches come to D.C., uh, it, 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 they need a fire like Joe Gibbs back in his day. They need a fire just like saying, well, it ain't going to work out this year, but I'll collect my $7 million, blah, 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 and we'll try again next season. So it's the the premise and the mentality of coaches uh, uh, these days, especially in Washington, has been a mess. 
Well, Chef, I want to thank you for coming on and giving your input. And like you say, where's going to be this Sunday? Uh, we're going to be at the Monte Vista Hotel in Flagstaff, Arizona, 100 North San Francisco Street. And I'm doing so a great southern food, barbecue chicken, great macaroni and cheese, cornbread, pickled grapes. We're going to have some drink specials. And we got an 80-inch big screen TV, the biggest one in Flagstaff. Please come down. It starts around 12 o'clock. We're going to have some music going and all that, so come and enjoy yourself in an adult-type, luxury-type atmosphere in the Rendezvous Lounge. Guaranteed that you'll be satisfied with the food and the service and the atmosphere. Well, thanks again, Chef. And uh, if I was there, I'd come down and grab me a plate. Okay, grab a couple of plates. All right, now. All right, all right James. Hey, this is Jay Lowland. When we come back from a break, we're going to have former NBA player Reggie Slater. So uh, we're going to take a quick break, and then we'll come back later. What Reg got to say, what's going on, all the talking around the NBA. We'll be right back. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. Want to experience football from the perspective of two former players who also have coaching experience? Tune in to Sports Info UM with Daryl Oliver and Sam Sword. We'll talk about the drafts, play-by-play, and even what's happening in the offseason. Daryl and Sam had the connections and the knowledge to bring you the inside stories of the game's past, present, and future. We'll cover the camps, on and off field, and everything else, football and beyond. Sports Info UM is heard Mondays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Channel. Follow the Voice America Talk Radio Network on Twitter. We're at Voice America TRN. You'll get the latest fix on what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and general happenings that you should know about at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Now you don't have to miss anything when you're away from your home or office. Just go to twitter.com forward slash Voice America TRN or follow along with us at Voice America TRN, the Voice America Talk Radio Network. We're on the cutting edge of social media. Can you keep up? If you think you've seen online TV before, let us surprise you. VoiceAmerica.tv is online now. The leader in live Internet talk radio has done it again. Multiple channels, a state-of-the-art viewing experience, live and on-demand programs streaming 24 hours a day. It's exactly what you want, when you want it. VoiceAmerica.tv. From health and wellness to business, sports, and everything in between. Discover our new world. Visit VoiceAmerica.tv now and experience the future of online television. VoiceAmerica.tv. The fans now have a voice to speak their mind. No holds barred. They need a bitch's ass and then move on. I just, I just think that the coach made a mistake. Oh, crazy. <laughs> NFL, MLB, NBA, NHL. Speak up. Speak up. Or forever hold your mouth. We ain't playing around here. Voice America Sports. We'll be right back. 
You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. And uh, like I said on before break, going to have my, one of my great, great friends, you know. Uh, every time, you know, he gets on, I sing a song, you know. Everybody want to be like Mike. I want to be like Clay, you know. Sometimes I drink. What's up, Reg? How you doing? I'm feeling the love, man. Feeling the love. I am feeling the love. <laughs> good to have you. Good to Thanks have to you. Have you on the show today. <laughs> well, man, let's jump right into it. You know, um, I've been going on the NBA. We ain't talking about NBA. We've been waiting for you. You know, we'll call you Adam Scheffler, the guy that be doing it for the football NFL, you know. The, uh-huh. But, uh, you know, we wanted to talk about that when I talked to you a couple of weeks ago about that Dennis Rodman going over playing that basketball game with the um, former NBA player. You know, I got some of the reports. I haven't heard the whole, but it said it was a mess. It was um, embarrassing. What went on with that, Rick? Uh, I, I, I too have heard several versions of stories and sometimes unless you're actually there, you know, it's better to trust your interpretation. But in a nutshell, I think what went on was, um, it was a mess. <laughs> you described it best right there. Um, I'm sure you and the people are listening, uh, are aware of, of, of the uh, video of, uh, Dennis's rebuttal as to why, uh, the guys went there and their stance. Uh, he was a spokesman along with Charles Smith. Um, and uh, the the ensuing apology of Dennis saying, man, I was drunk. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, I was drunk. I didn't know what I was talking about. I mean, I, I think it, gives, it puts a black eye on the nation as a whole. Uh, but I understand, I think from the NBA, or just a group of former NBA players, they're always trying to... Um, you know, bridge a gap by the beautiful sport of basketball. However, when the the sport is being played in honor of someone that is being viewed worldwide as a dictator, that that that's not a bridge that many people want to cross. Chris, how you have you played overseas? Oh yeah, I played overseas. How is uh, it? It's different where they love for American sports. So explain that to us how different that is for them. So, well, it's a different mentality. I mean, you're, Americans in Europe have have uh, different mentalities. I often talk to people. Um, you know, I say I'm American. I like things instant. You know, if I'm watching a football game, I want six points and a, then a point thereafter, or maybe even two points or a three point field goal. You, you know, uh, basketball is three points, two points. It's real quick. Uh, uh-huh. European, if you watch their sports, it resembles and reflects their lifestyle. It's not odd to go into a football or a soccer game and the score be 1-0. And these guys are paid for two hours, three hours. Right. You know, um, it's, it's, it's a different mentality. So you have to adjust to that type of mentality over there. Because I ask you that question because now I see the NFL trying to get more games over there and I see basketball doing expedition games over there and players are playing over there. When players go over there and play, I mean, is it, like you said, the game's slower? I like, the, is game, like the, the game is a little archaic. The game is a little bit archaic. 
because you're dealing with fans who are just learning the sport. Uh, so you can't, you can't go from step one to step ten. And you have to follow natural progress because you have to realize you have kids out there that are emulating, uh, their idols. And we have, you know, through, uh, uh, TV and tapes, you know, we can, we can study the old guys, you know, the Bob Cousy's, the Bill Waltons, and all the guys that played in the different eras, where some of these guys are just getting, they, their only experience of basketball has been LeBron James, um, you know, who is a gifted athlete and player, but they, there's many different types of, of flavors out there, right? If you, only got, if you only saw vanilla ice cream, you think that was it. You would have right. no idea about pistachio, chocolate, strawberry, or blah, 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 blah. So uh, you have to take it slow and give these guys slow, digestible bites over there, but they're hungry for it. And that's why you see an influx of guys going overseas, and that's why you see that market trying to be tapped, because if they're hungry for it, they see a need, fill a need, and, you know, there's always money to be made. So there you maybe go. I'm, oh, I'm sorry, Rex. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I was done. Maybe I'm jumping a little bit, but tell me if I am. I know I've seen a quote that Gary Payne said, He's embarrassed about the NBA now. Is that the same with saying, you know, people going overseas and playing? Is that the game starting to change? What are you trying to say? Like, there's no more hand checking. There's more. It's just an offensive game. Is, is that what he's trying to say? It, 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 it's just an offensive game? Yeah, now the NBA always is just offense. You know, back in the day. Well, you know, well, well here, here you go. Here's the reason it's more offensive now because you want to keep your viewers. Again, we're Americans. So would you rather, as a viewer, want to watch a game that is 87 to 85 or 123 to 120? So what the NBA did was they restructured the rules so that defense is not, uh, especially aggressive defense, more fouls are being called. Uh, with more fouls being called, guys go to the free throw line. They're able to put more points on the board, even when the clock's not moving. Therefore, when you're a defensive player, you, you, have, you give your guys a little bit more space on offense. They can score more. And that's more exciting to the customer as opposed to, you know, a low-scoring game where everybody's just going to the foul line and, you know, playing, holding the ball for 45 seconds, that type of thing. Yeah, but, I mean, wouldn't you rather see a game where, you know, you see a defensive guy not letting that guy just run there and score 30 on me? They Blocking a shot, or you know, that's why they're getting these seven foot centers, right, Rare? So they can yeah, block. The well, shots, right? I, I'd rather see it, but there's, you know, they're trying to. I guess the same uh, deal that I said about the, the the many favors. They're trying to at this point in time. They're trying to go into a different route now. Whether they stay there or not, I don't know. But uh, a lot of the uh, uh, the the play right now is geared towards high powered offensive teams. You know, in the past it was just. Two or three teams that were like that. Now the entire league seems to be like that. And again, uh, rules have been restructured, as they periodically do, to to allow more offensive players to 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 take advantage and to score more. Well, I got to give my um, viewers uh, some some uh, airtime for you. You know, uh, my from Chicago. You know, they want to uh, hear your opinion about uh, D Rose. You know, they want to know, is D-Rose done, Reg, or can you come back from this? I mean, mentally, we know physical would be a little bit tough, but mentally, can you come back, Reg? Well, I would say yes. 
is it going to be a tough road? Oh, absolutely, yes. Uh, but he's going to have to change some things. Um, you know, he's going to have to improve facets of his games that maybe weren't his strong suit. I think before, you know, him going to the hole was probably one of his strong suits, in, along with the other arsenal of weapons that he had in his, you know, in his bag, along with the three-point shot, so on and so forth. But he's going to have to perfect that a little bit more because it seems that his mind is, you know, just like anything else, his mind is still staying the same, but his body. It's hard to it's hard for your body to keep up with your mind sometimes because you know things that you used to do at you know two three years ago might tear something now you know and it's just like that with people. But could he come hey. back? Yeah. Is he going to have to redefine his game and reshape it a little bit? Yeah, he is. If he do come out, right? Do you see him being that explosive player that he always did, or you see him take a step back to you know like? Hey, I just got to try and make it in the league for some years, you know. Well, again, redefining his, um, redefining his his his, his uh, uh, playing ability. Right. He, I think he can still score, but it may not be in the flashy ways that he did before. Right. You know, yeah, at some point, LeBron James is gonna, you know, slow down, uh, and he will not be able to be above the rim as much as he uh, is right now. He's gonna have to redefine some things. You know, well, that just makes me think. We could go on and talk about Dwayne Wade. You can see it's now it's taking a, a toll on him, right, Rex? Exactly. You're exactly right. Uh, I mean, if you look at game footage from four years ago and look at uh, 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 Dwayne's performance then as compared to now, that he's still a fantastic player, but there are some things physically that he is not able to do at the age that he is now that he was three, four years ago. That's just a that's a tough schedule that the NBA players play, and you never really have an off season, uh, especially the superstars, because you know the the, the customer, the, the fans always demand, and you always got something to to to, to live up to. Right. Yes, well, I couldn't wait. I wanted to call you before the show and talk to you about this. What is going on with Andrew Bynum? A guy, a kid like that. <laughs> so is, is it just mentally when I'm ready or? I mean, with, with a body like that, everybody wants you. Just you would want to play. Am I right, Rich? I mean, well, I think it's, it, you know, it's everybody's reality. Reality to him, I think, is a little bit different than the average person because he was in the NBA as such. And you have to realize that he was in the NBA at a very early age. If I remember correctly, he was eighteen mm-hmm. when he came in when he was eighteen years old. So. I don't know his background before that, but at least since 18, he's lived a very pampered life. And, you know, the thing about the NBA is they will recruit and build off of potential. Potentially, this guy could one day be a 20 and 10 guy. Potentially, he could be a cornerstone of an NBA team. Uh, there was some uh, nagging injuries early on that, that stopped him uh, from performing perhaps at his peak, although he was a part of uh, an NBA championship team or two. But I think it's gotten to the point now where he receives so much uh, attention from the media, so many accolades and awards and pats on the back. I mean, where do you go from here? I mean, he's got enough, I would assume. His mentality may be, I've got enough money, man. I've won championships. What other challenge is there out there? My body's hurting. I want to walk when I'm 40 or so, you know. Uh, what else is there? I, I'm, I'm not as interested in this as some of these guys that are hungry. 
Yeah, I so think you, that's probably where he's at. So you saying uh, a player, one is you know he have no money, two a championship, and maybe three a Hall of Fame. Is that? And once you, if you have those, you know you just done. I mean, you mentally. Well, say, I'm, saying, I'm saying that might be his mentality. Right, that's what I'm saying. Because I mean, you can't be in any profession. You got to have an ego, and then when you're dealing right. with a profession like the NBA or any type of entertainment sport, entertainment thing that that that's on a high dollar, uh, you know, everybody has an ego. So I mean, I'm sure he has built his ego up to believe that he has done everything that he can do. You know, I've heard about guys that. Um, you know, were perceived as just being regular players, but if you talk to them, they were, you know, <laughs> the best thing since ice cream out there, you know? They, they they thought they were better than what they actually were. And that might, again, be the position, might, uh, be the, uh, the the position that uh, Bynum is in right now. And I agree. That's why I was saying, you know, I, I hear a lot of players say, hey, I just want to win a championship ring, you know. And then other well, yeah, players say, I just want to get in the Hall of Fame. I think. Exactly. Well, they, yeah, because you love, because I think most NBA players, man, I will be willing to say over 90%, they just love the game. I mean, I still love the game. I'm 40 plus years old and I can't play as, you know, anymore. Not like, certainly not like I used to, but you'd be out there playing for free. If it was, you just love the game and you want to be able to say that you were the top dog that year, that you were the man. You know, it just so happened that this money thing is a, is a great byproduct of pursuing your passion and being an excellent, uh, one of the best, one of the top 1% or whatever percentage out there, you know. Uh, and I think, again, Andrew might have lost sight of that. You know, if you don't love it, then why are you doing it? You know, right. cause I, if, he, if he's waking up in the morning and shoulders popping out of place and knees are aching him and, you know, it's, it's just like, Talk with somebody who's got an injury or a big owie all the time. It doesn't feel good anymore. Well, why are you doing it? I don't know. It's for the money. <laughs> well, don't you have enough money? Yeah. Well, why are you doing it? I don't know. You know? I, I think I'm seeing it from a point where it's like, God, how many guys that want to be in that position to play? Oh, you yeah. in that position. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. oh yeah, absolutely. He is in a very enviable position. Because of his size, because of his resume, because of his potential skill, and that is what makes him such a desirable um, prospect to so many teams because they would love to have a, a, a seven-footer that could alter shots and get rebounds. And if you're going to go deep in the playoffs, every NBA team needs to have a center that could score in crunch time. Everybody sees that potential in Andrew. Um, but it's just like anything else in being successful. You have to dedicate yourself to it. And I think at this point, you know, every all of us, you, me, Andrew, and every person listening to you have whys when they wake up. Why are you waking up? Me, Reggie Slater, the reason I wake up is because I have a lot of opportunity out there, and I'm going to fulfill it. You know, when I was in the NBA, it was because, hey, I'm an NBA player. And I'm, I'm going out there to do my job that I love. I think Andrew has gotten to the point where when he asks himself, why did he wake up this morning? I, I, you know, the top five list of, you know, going to play with your friends, going to <laughs> listen to some music, going to go play basketball. I don't know, you know, what's in his top three right now, you know, of five subjects. Go get a new car, <laughs> you know, 
and go find a house. I don't know what's in his top three, and I don't know if that's in his top three. But yes, he's in the because of who he is. A lot of people would kill to have his body, to have his resume, to have all the skills that he possessed. But there's something in him at this point that he's just he's he's done with it. <laughs> Well, this is what we'll do, Red. We gotta take a break. We'll come back. I got some other guys we'll talk about. J.R. Smith with the Knicks, and then we'll talk about Kobe. If Kobe got it. Leave that man shoot strings alone. <laughs> 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 this is, this is J. Love with Red. Like I said, sometimes I dream that he is me. <laughs> we'll be right back. You <laughs> <He> crazy. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Are you a real sports fan? Get ready to talk football and anything else sports with Kwame Lasseter. Formerly with the Arizona Cardinals, San Diego Chargers, and St. Louis Rams, Kwame's got the experience. So he's prepared to talk sports with you every week on Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk. It's on the Voice America Sports Network every Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. Get ready for an unpredictable, fun, and sometimes sarcastic look at the world of sports. That's Kwame Lasseter's Sports Talk on the Voice America Sports Network. Save on your prescriptions with the RX Savings Plus drug discount card offered by Voice America. It is not insurance and discounts are only available from participating pharmacies, but 9 out of 10 pharmacies participate nationwide. Everyone is eligible for RX Savings Plus. There's no age or income restrictions and no paperwork. Simply print a card and start saving on your prescriptions. Start saving today. Enroll and print your free card online at voiceamerica.rxsavingsplus.com or text the word talk radio to 96 Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash World Talk Radio. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with Loving That Sports Talk. Uh, before we get Reds back, you know, I want to give my shout-out to um, all the young ladies I met in Denver at the office with Chris Work and Teresa. I will remember everybody's name when I come back. So, <laughs> <laughs> so I will remember that, Teresa. So, 
Shout out to you. Nice, nice um, people I met this um, weekend. So, but Red, you know, back on, we talk about Andrew, but what is going on with J.R. Smith for the Knicks? I mean, he did the shoelace thing. Okay, it was a little joke before, but it, it, there's something wrong. What? Here's another, <laughs> here's another guy that you would love to have to be in that position because, you know, he's a player, right? Oh, man, he's a heck of a player, super talented. Uh, and, and, again, from being in the NBA, I can remember, you know, I always thought that, man, even the guys who are on the low part of the totem pole that are just a part of the team get treated special. And in saying that, you kind of live in a fantasy world for eight to nine months where, where all you know is basketball and, you know, and if you want to have fun, you know, you, you're trying to have fun out there. And, uh, and what you're referring to is the $50,000 fine he received for uh, time that guy's shoe, right? Right. I don't know if he thought that <laughs> that that the hammer was going to come down that hard. I think he was just trying to have a little fun and, you know, because everybody does that. You know, I can remember every, at the free throw line, the conversations that go on in the free throw line are probably as interesting as an NFL game when before the snap is called. You know, guys say little things to each other all the time. I had a yeah. friend of mine that would always tell me at the free throw line to, to breathe through my eyes and look through my nose. You know, it always made me chuckle, and consequently, I'd always miss my free throw. And there's little things that have been said throughout the years. Untying somebody's shoe is not new. It's just that I think he he got the spotlight. But, I mean, there's little things you do to keep the play and the fun and the competitiveness going on all the time. Um, you know, but but I think he got his hand caught in the cookie jar there and did not, uh, did not expect that it was such an expensive cookie. Yeah, but, I mean, he came back and he didn't, he attempted to do it just joking the second time. And, I mean, they just ripped him apart. Is the league getting tired of him? Um, uh, they might be trying to set an example. Yeah. They, may, they may be trying to set an example. Uh, again, I think, I think, um, I, 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 I've been around some people that know JR and, and, uh, he, he, he seems like a, um, a free spirit. Uh, Corny like that, and uh, I mean it's hard to contain free spirits. Wild child, it's hard to contain that. Uh, sometimes they again lose grasp of reality, and they are interested in the moment, and that's a good thing sometimes to live in the moment. You know, instead of living in the past. But I, you know, I think he's just you know trying to do something that makes him happy and the sport that he loves, and, and um, <laughs> he's being slapped on the wrist by the people that have set the parameters and rules. Well, well and I just seen reports today that um, he was benched for a second time. First time he was benched, he didn't know he was upset. The second time, and now he's just saying, hey, I'm done with it. You know, so I, I think he's starting to, he's going to have a different attitude now. He's going to have that, you know, forget you attitude, you know. And that's going to well, bring him down the lead because teams ain't going to mess with him, right, Rick? Well, yeah, well, I mean, you know, He's going to have to, you know, if he's going to wait for the league to change his attitude, he's going to be waiting for quite some time. He's going to have to, <laughs> you know, he's going to have to change his attitude. And that's part of growing up. And, you know, sometimes we have to have uh, painful examples, all of us, in order to, to get the message through. So maybe this is his painful message. Don't you see that? I mean, I see players like um, Harrison that used to play for Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, after he had one, 
um, hit that he got put a lot. He kept doing it again. And he, like you say, the league's not going to change. He has to change. But they get that attitude where uh, I'm going to try and change the league. And it don't happen, do it, Red? It's like, no. Then they end no. up, teams don't want them. Then they end up done playing a career before they should be done. Oh, yeah, because because in the end, you don't want a bad attitude in the locker room because that, that incites subordination. And if you're not going to listen to the coach or the team or the league, then you're part of the problem, not the solution. You know, so, you know, they have to, I think from the NBA standpoint or NFL or any professional organization, they have to, to do what they, they have to protect their product, which is the, a service of, of, of showing millions and millions of fans the greatest athletes in the world that, uh, that, that know how to act. Because all these guys are, are, are mentors and are people that kids look up to. You know, that was one of the reasons why back in the mid-90s they implemented the whole uh, dress code thing. Because it was getting a little bit out of, out of line there. You know, guys were sagging, coming to games, and dressing as if they were going out to some sleazy club. And there's an image uh, that, that has to be upheld. Didn't Iverson change that one with the cornrows? Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. It was, I think, I think prim, the primary assailant was the Allen Iverson. But, you know, it, it's, it's, you know, I always think about brand recognition. You know, NBA is very, any company, they, they want to protect their brand. They're, you know, when you look at Coca-Cola, you don't see Coca-Cola or Pepsi or any of these other big businesses changing their image, their logo, the taste of their uh, beverage, so NBA wants to be careful to, to protect their brand. They're giving you high-quality athletes, uh, good performance, so on and so forth. But in doing that, they need to make sure that, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're trying to control as much of the free spirit uh, that some of these guys have, have as possible without killing their spirit. You know what I mean? When I say control, that might be a wrong word, but but, but um Helping them to harness and focus their their free spirit in a positive manner. You know what I mean? Because right. man, these guys are going to be young men. Some most of these guys are not going to in NFL, in, in MLB, or any of these other things. Most of these guys are not going to make enough money to live off of or retire on after they finish playing. So it's important that you know these guys learn how to dress and conduct themselves in professional atmospheres. You know, Red, I'm glad you said that because we could talk about that. I, had, I, I spoke to a young kid. A parent wanted me to um, speak to a kid, and I was trying to tell him that most players do go broke. Is that right, Red? Most players, I think the average is uh, within six to seven years after their last professional appearance, have a net worth of zero. I think that I think the number is like sixty percent or something like that. Sixty percent of NBA guys have a net worth of zero after their uh, seventh year of being out of the league. Uh, that's the average with the, the NBA. I'm not sure what it is with the, the other league. But that's why it's very important that, um, man, you learn. I mean, I, when I was in the NBA, uh, you know, guys were always, you know, I wanted to talk to the owners because I wanted to get something more valuable than the money I was getting that could be spent tomorrow. I wanted to gain knowledge of people that own ginormous entities and have accumulated fantastic wealth. What was their mindset? 
how they look at things. Uh, and you have no better setting than in being a participant or part of that organization and being in such a high-profile position as a player. Owners are willing to sit down and talk to you. So why not take advantage of that? If you really and truly want to set up yourself for life, is more important the mental aspect as opposed to the money that you can get right now that can be burned out of your pocket tomorrow. Explain to me. I see, you know, you talk NBA side, but I'm just talking, well, this, I mean, athletes in general. I've seen guys that, you know, um, some names like Eddie George. I know he made a lot of money. His house was going in a foreclosure. Why wouldn't wow. they get this? They don't buy the house all right. Why? I don't understand that, Red. Why what now? They don't purchase a house outright, you know, where they ain't get a market. Well, you get a lot of smart people around you, and they say, hey, man, look here. You could purchase that outright, but then you use the tax deductions, and that helps you on your taxes, and that lowers the amount that you're going to pay the Uncle Sam. And since you're going to have money forever, you can just, you know, use that throughout your 25-year loan or 30-year loan and blah, 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 blah. But you also have the guys over there that are trying to get you to buy jewelry and all these other things that eat a hole in your pocket. Uh, that's why some guys do it. Another thing is, I mean, they don't know any better. A lot of these guys honestly don't know it, know any better. Or oh, I can buy all that. Mm-hmm. Or, or they don't have the maturity to to the maturity to lay or not label, but um, you know, to to, to to number what what's most important. You know, what I mean, they're they're putting buying jewelry and buying clothes at the same level of importance as of buying a house. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they, a, lot of, a lot of us uh, grew up in the whole layaway system. Are you familiar with that? No, I'm not. Okay, when I was younger, you know, we had layaway. You know, we couldn't afford a lot of clothes, so, yeah. you know, if we bought, we saw $200 worth of clothes that we liked. You know, you put $50 down, and it was on layaway. You paid $25 a week or $10 a week until that whole thing, uh, was paid for, and then you could get your stuff. I think a lot of kids grew up like that. I, I certainly did. And it takes a little while to break out of that mentality. Yeah. Uh, we grew up where we couldn't go. She didn't, her parents didn't have it. We weren't going shopping. Because they didn't feel putting money on there with that money they could have now. You know what I'm saying, Ray? Absolutely. 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 So, but it is, I mean, it's kind of weird. We're going to do it. Take one more. Our last break, Reg. When we come back, we'll talk about um, uh, Kobe. You know, I have a guy on, what's going on with Kobe. And then again, we want to talk about, uh, hey, we haven't heard what Dwight Howard is doing. So a lot of listeners want to know what you think about how Dwight Howard's season going. So this is James Loving and Red. Do I need to sing it again, Red? Sometimes I dream that he is me like Red. I want to be like Red. We'll be right back. <laughs> Internet flagship station for sports. Voice America Sports. 
Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. Looking for the best show about horse racing and handicapping? Want to play the ponies? <laughs> Join us every week for Winning Ponies with John Engelhart, racing's regular guy, where you'll go inside and behind the scenes with the top jockeys, trainers, agents, and handicappers in the world of horse racing. This show is the perfect complement to the Winning Ponies handicapping website. Listen for top plays for the weekend and the spot play of the week and win prizes just for calling in. Winning Ponies with John Engelhart is live Thursdays at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Sports Network. Your internet flagship station for sports, Voice America Sports. You're hooked up with Loving That Sports Talk. James Loving and his guests want to hear it from you. Call us at 1-888-346-9144. That's 888-346-9144. Or drop an email to lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Now, back to the show. This is James Loving back with my buddy Red from the NBA play. Still there, Red? Thanks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Red, we ain't talking about Kobe. Kobe got another injury. Almost like every time he's injury come, it seems like one follow, you know, like D Rose, um, Westbrook, um, Kobe. But Kobe's a little older, Red. Can Kobe come back? I mean, he said two more years. I know you can, you gotta say yes, but, but is it like a time that you should say, I'm done, you know? Well, when that fire in your stomach says you're done, then you're done. Because I think, now, I'm going to put Kobe in a unique class just because I, I was fortunate enough to play against him, and, and I've seen a lot of athletes, high school, college, professional, through the years. And, you know, some of these guys are really unique, and they do. And it's not only if they have the physical attribute, it's the mental approach that they take to the game. And he is a – I'm going to go out on a limb and just say uh, he's a mentally strong guy. And I think if he wants it bad enough, He's going to take the time to take care of his body to get through all these, uh, you know, physical problems that are, 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 are injuring and hindering him right now to heal his body so that he can come back. Now, I, I, I do think he will come back because I do think he's that mentally tough to prepare his body and get it ready. But in saying that, I think the Lakers organization, they're definitely going to have to do some type of restructuring so that the, the burden of offense and, and defense are not on him as much as they have been in the past. Because there are some things that, you know, even he can be the most mentally strong guy in the world, Father Time's still going to get his, <laughs> you know. But look at this, Rick. I mean, when he came back, he was horrible. Turning the balls over, uh, two for 20. I mean, you know, just isn't that telling you, uh, hey, you know what? I know, I know, I know. I got that fire to play, but I just ain't got it. Isn't that what it's saying, Red? 
No. I don't know if no? you guys remember back when Michael Jordan came back from retirement for two and a half years. Uh, he was number 45, and he simply came back by sending a, uh, a fax to the NBA office saying, I'm back. He was not good. <laughs> he was rusty. He made tons of mistakes. I mean, it takes time. There is an incredible pace when you are a professional NBA player that you get used to it. You, and it, and it, it, it I'm not going to say it comes naturally, but it's, it, it's a pace that, that your body gets acclimated to that you cannot just go from sitting out from eight, for eight to nine months and jump right back into it. I mean, he's going to have to go through the full thing of uh, uh, summer workouts, training camp, and then get back into it. I mean, would you think that he would just come back at full speed after uh, uh, what could be termed as a career engine injury? I think that's a little bit uh, unrealistic. I mean, I, again, I look back at when Michael Jordan came back after his baseball stint, and he looked bad. But then he starts showing lights of, uh, lights of uh, brilliance, and his team ended up losing to the then Orlando Magic with uh, Penny Hardaway and, and Shaquille O'Neal. And how did they lose the last game? Michael had the ball stolen from him. Michael right. Jordan had the ball stolen. Everybody was talking about it's over. It's over. He's done. He took years off. He's whatever. You know, very similar to what they're doing to Kobe right now. And what happened? Mike collected himself. He played all summer. He had guys flying in to play with him. And I'm not talking about guys off the street. I'm talking about the then superstars, Reggie Miller, David Roberts, all these guys. And he proceeded to win three more championships. Chris, <laughs> <you> said, <laughs> that's a good thing. You, you said you played against Kobe. Mike. Tell the listeners out there a little bit like their toughness. Like, I mean, when they're on the court, they're playing. Are they, they going 100% every time, Rich? Are they going to what now? Are they going 100% every time, up and oh, down absolutely. that court? Absolutely. Guys like they, Kobe they, and Michael. And, oh, yeah, absolutely. When, you know, uh, you know my, uh, Kobe, I can remember, there's nobody. I've never, ever heard of anybody doing this. Kobe, before the game, he do, everybody has a workout. You know, you go out there, you shoot you know, 20 shots, 50 shots, 100 shots, whatever. And you get a light sweat or a decent sweat going on, you know. And then you go in and get taped up and you play the game. You know, just got 40 minutes to play if you're a star, especially. I've been out there when Kobe was not even yet in his prime, but close to his prime, and he's out there sweating like a dog. I mean, he's out there practicing alley-oops. He's out there doing three-pointers, and I'm not talking about halfway. I'm talking about full speed. And I've never seen anybody, not even Michael Jordan do that before the games, and he'd do that and go back to the locker room dripping with sweat and then come out and play 40 minutes. Mm. I mean, not very many people do that. That's wow. really dedication and focus. Not very yeah. many people do that. Is it not weird to your body, though? Hey, it's weird to his body, but, he's a, but you've got to be able to withstand the pain and be able to carry that burden of sacrifice in order to get to where he is. Now, he's a future Hall of Famer. Yeah. Did that bad hard on his body? Yeah. Did that help him earn some NBA championships and, and, and will be go down history as one of the greatest guards ever? Yeah. So I don't know. Was it worth it? <laughs> I'd say yeah. <laughs> <laughs> really? I'm just being truthful. <laughs> well, everybody want to know the reporter on the White Howard. How has it has this been a 
great pickup for Houston, or has he been, you know, the, the they name it Thicken Ranch? Is it? Well, you know, Dwight's a tremendous athlete. Uh, and, uh, you know, it's a little bit different in Houston as it was than is in Houston, in, in L.A., per se. You know, when he was in Orlando, you know, he wanted to be, you know, he, he kept on wondering what's out there. What's out there? So he landed the big fish, L.A. History of winning, traditions. You need to be, you know, at this level. And when, you know, when the other big guy before him, Shaq, went to L.A., he brought that. He brought toughness. He brought certainly uh, ego. You know, everybody's heard about, you know, at practice and, you know, him <laughs> forcing Kobe, and, you know, asking Kobe in front of everybody, whose team is this? And Kobe had to say, it's your team, Shaq. You know, that type of thing. He, he brought that edginess to him, you know, and they proceeded to win championships. Uh, but he was serious about winning. I don't think Dwight is not serious about winning, but I think he doesn't do well in that type of atmosphere. Why do I say that? Uh, if you recall, you know, you had Dwight, Dwight, uh, you know, what was his dad <laughs> calling Kobe out, this, that, and the other. I mean, right. I ain't Shaq's dad calling out Kobe. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, you know, in L.A., I th- in, in Houston, I think he's a little bit more free. I think, um, I think, I think Houston fans will—they won't hate him or despise him if they lose. Whereas L.A. fans, it's a lot of pressure, man. They expect to win. You know, so I mean, I think he's going to fare. He's, he's faring better in L.A. and his, I'm sorry, in Houston, and his numbers are reflecting that. But will they go deep in the playoffs? I'm going to have to question that. All right, we're only got three minutes left. Uh, is it all right if I say, you know, about this one? Is that okay? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Talk about this one, whether, you know, maybe be going. I didn't know if it would be all right. It was that okay. Tell me about the what? Your, your son. Oh, my son. My son is uh, <laughs> my son, the love, of, the love of my life. That's my big boy. He is um, he's a senior at Clemens High School, and uh, he, he, man, he's doing so good in school. And uh, his team, he put a lot of dedication and, and hard work into his senior year. Uh, the final, uh, the final uh, uh, tally of wins weren't in his favor, but he has been receiving some, uh, some offers and scholarship offers for football. Um, he's going on a visit this weekend to, I think, Howard University, and he's got two or three more trips planned out. I keep asking him, can I go with him? <laughs> I actually did ask him, can I go? He, he told me, tell me later on today. I didn't go. And he, you know, when I was being recruited, I didn't go to have you know, my parents go with him. But, but he, you know, I, I'm, I'm so proud of that kid, man. He's doing well academically. First, first of all, he's a good person. And I'm not just saying that because he's my son. He's a good person. Second of all, he's doing so well in school. And, you know, he's doing, he, he did the best he could this year on the football field. And, and I'm, and I'm praying and hoping that he gets the best reward possible that he can. Well, we want to say that, um, congratulations to him, Reg. And, you know what? He's, um, imaging his dad, you know. But you are a great person, a great father. So oh, that's where you. he got it from, Reg. <laughs> oh, you flatter me. I'm blushing. I'm a black man <laughs> blushing over here. <laughs> well, thanks again, Red, for being on the show, man. I really, oh yeah, we'll be talking to you next week. See what's right, going now. on. All right, take care now. All right, talk to you next week. All right. <laughs>
That's going to do it for this week's edition of Loving That Sports Talk. But don't worry, James Loving will be back next week, Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on the Voice America Sports Channel. Get ready to love more sports talk then. And keep in touch with James all week at lovingthatsportstalk at yahoo.com. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Sports Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericasports.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management.